0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels, episode 259. This is Breakthrough week, and it's our last full week of themed episodes before we begin to wrap up this year of daily executive presence podcasts, which have been delivered every weekday at 7 a.m. sharp. I believe as long as I post these last few ones, I will have met my commitment and not missed a single day with you. So happy Thursday. I'm not sure if I should rate which breakthrough is the biggest, although this next one is pretty high on the list in terms of impact for me, and so I'm glad I'm able to share this with you. So this one is about being yourself and having that be a benefit and being more of yourself by, in essence, creating yourself. Now, what does that mean? That sounds a little bit confusing. What I mean by that is oftentimes if you take a look at people you admire, people who have done the things that you hope to do or that you only imagine you can do, and you're just so impressed by them, they did not start out as that person, right? They started out as something much less. And by a series of work, luck, effort, help, invention, reinvention, they eventually became who they are now. And I'll tell you something, most of them are continuing to create themselves and to evolve and to become more of who they truly are. We are born a certain way and we have DNA, but we are not set, right? Our destiny is not set. We're consistently evolving and changing, gaining knowledge, skills, and abilities. I'll use myself as an example. All of the things I've been able to accomplish over the last several years on, in my side hustle have actually been in areas that I wasn't terribly comfortable with. Uh, like I shared earlier, I had a pretty bad performance review and I thought I was going to get fired. And the criticism from my boss was totally right. My writing was not as strong as it should have been. So I was like, wow, that's really bad. So I redoubled my efforts and I started writing more and more and more almost on a daily basis. And wouldn't you know it, my writing got much better and it paid off at work and it also paid off on the side. So much, in fact, that people often give me compliments on my writing. And I wasn't always at that stage, but it was through that feedback and continuing to work on it that I was able to improve to the point where I'm much more confident in my writing now. The technical aspects of podcasting was another area where I wasn't terribly confident, right? Like I knew I kind of wanted to do it, but I was like, "Mm, I don't know what platform to use or what mic to use. I'm not a big audiovisual guy. And I was kind of hedging against doing it. Uh, And it seemed like a lot of headache and I was busy with work and family. And all that changed when I was on a podcast as a guest, Sarah Elkins. I think I've mentioned her before. She's I'm a strengths coach, a storytelling coach. Uh, she's presented at my company, been on my podcast, and she uh, does a great presentation on storytelling. So after being on her podcast, I asked her a few questions. I was like, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started, what platform you use, the technology? It was a really short conversation, maybe 15 minutes. However, after that, I said, wait a second. If Sarah, who isn't any more technical than me or uh, passionate about podcasting than me can do this then definitely i can do it too now it wasn't all easy from there i had to put in the work i had to definitely learn certain things but that gave me the confidence to get started And if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts, the audio is not that great. The interviewing is a little bit dicey, but I just continue to improve year after year after year where now I'm pretty confident even interviewing CEOs and I have interviewed CEOs of companies and it goes fine. So people may say, you know, also there's a lot of things that are done on the side and how do you do that? Um, and how do you do that without getting fired or making your family crazy? Um, and, you know, one of the additional things I started doing was video. Uh, and I never really wanted to be on YouTube, I'm not trying to sell anything on YouTube or, you know, become a meme or a YouTuber. I just thought that it was going to be important for me to express things via video. So even though I didn't want to do it, I started to learn From other YouTubers, I started to invest in some additional technology and actually put together videos. We're now to the point I'm pretty comfortable in editing and putting something together of pretty decent quality without too much headache. And it wasn't always that way. It would take me like a week (laughs) to put together even the most basic video. Now I can throw something together much faster and it's much better for workflow so again that's something that didn't happen overnight it wasn't something like yeah I'm great at video I'm gonna become a top youtuber it wasn't like that at all again none of this happened overnight I became more of myself by creating myself by embracing by stretching by doing things that I knew I wanted to do so I could become more of me even though at the moment it didn't feel like me at all. So that was a huge breakthrough. If you're just going to do the things that you're comfortable with and feel like you, you will never evolve to your fullest potential, to the full version of yourself. So what I'd love for you to do today is think about your own life. What is one thing that you were just terrified to do, but finding that you still kind of want to do it and you're constantly thinking about it? not the kind of thing that's plain and says oh i I'd, I'd like to do that and i'm but i'm afraid but the thing that you really can't stop thinking about like you'd really learn how to public speak better how to sing better you should really learn how to sell better or negotiate better manage your team better whatever that thing is that is really important to who you are and who you want to become now you want to do it, but it doesn't quite feel like you yet. And think about one simple thing that you can do to move that forward. What's one step you can do to advance? Because what you're going to see is that if it's really in your heart, if it's your passion, that one step, that first step is going to unleash the next and the next. And six months later or a year later, two or three later, two or three years later, you'll be amazed at how far you've been able to go. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. We're wrapping up Breakthrough Week and we're wrapping up Executive Presence Morsels. I hope you will join us for Diversity Bites, which will begin shortly after we wrap up Executive Presence Morsels in July. It's been a pleasure and an honor to share these episodes with you. Thank you. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore How executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, We'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high-potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Happy Friday. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. This is episode 260 and the final episode in our last full week of Executive Presence Morsels. Before we transition to our new and fairly similar podcast, Diversity Bites, which talks about leadership and developing the best leaders and higher performance in our newer more inclusive and varied workforce, the modern workforce, so to speak, and how to do that effectively. Given all the challenges that... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.